Don't worry, I didn't just sneak in because I've been sleeping in this morning. We've been, I went over at our growth track, got a whole bunch of people over there uh, starting the journey of discovering what God has put in them so they can make a great difference in this world. So it's been great over there. I want to welcome all our visitors, our guests hanging out with us this morning. We're so blessed to have you and uh, pray you have a phenomenal time here with us this morning. I want to do a big shout out to all the people who got up at before 6 a.m. on Wednesday and came out here to pray at our prayer meeting. Come put your hands together for all the people that have been praying for our church. You guys are amazing. It's such a good time. We had an amazing, amazing time. I want to thank everyone who's done that. I really believe we're unlocking something in the heavenlies over our church as we seek God, as we pray, as we give up our sleep and come and be with Him. And I want to encourage you tonight, we've got a combined campus service. All our campuses are coming together tonight here uh, at 5 p.m. We're going to have an incredible time to round off 21 days of prayer. Today is 21, day 21 of 21 days of prayer. Uh, or thank you for going on the journey with us. Uh, we've been doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. Bex and I have been doing the Daniel fast. And so, no, I haven't been sick. I've just been not eating meat. And uh, so I'm excited about Monday. Thank you, Lord. Some, some animals are going to die for the glory of God, and I'm going to be fed. It's going to be amazing. All the vegans in the house in Jesus. There you go. Hey? I lost all the vegans. They were like, this is not the church for me. Okay. We're starting this morning a series called Big, and this series is really exploring the bigness of God and also the bigness of the kind of life that God has in store for us as well. And to frame this whole series, we're looking at a verse in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, and I want to share this out of the Amplified Version because it just gives it such a roundedness to the beauty of this passage. Here we go. This is the bigness of God. Now to Him, that is God, who is able to carry out His purpose and do super abundantly, more than all we dare or ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams. According to His power that is at work within us, to Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all the generations, forever and ever. Amen. Come on, someone say amen to that. He is super abundantly above. He is just incredible. He's big. He's really, really big, this God we serve. He is really, really big. And uh, uh, throughout this series, what our, our hope is that we'd encourage you to really believe in and trust the bigness of God over your life, to, to pray big prayers, to live with big faith, to have big hope, to extend big love, to be big givers. Come on, church, be, live a big life. It's a wide open, expansive, big life that God has got for us because He's a really, really big God. Don't limit Him. Don't put Him in a box. Don't limit Him by your thinking, your dreams, your imagination. He is super abundantly above all of that kind of stuff. And He can do far more than you could ever ask, think, dream, imagine. Anything God can do, God is really, really big. And this morning, I want to speak to this whole idea of big potential. Big potential. Because I, I really believe that within each one of us, God has placed certain things that carry with them big potential for abundance and overflow, not just over our lives, but for the lives of many other people to truly transform this world. Inside of you, God has put things that have big, big potential. I don't know if you know this, but every living thing that God has created carry within it the seeds of potential. See, I've got in my hand this apple. It's a lovely apple. It's my apple. It's not yours. You cannot have it. And this apple in itself 
is, is a nice apple. It, will, it tastes good. It will feed me. It will give me sustenance. It will uh, make me feel joyful because I like eating apples. It will put inside of me vitamins, minerals, things that will sustain me and help me in, along the way. But what, what we don't realize often is this apple is not just something that I eat and consume by myself and throw the rest away. This apple actually contains within itself seeds of phenomenal potential. Phenomenal potential. See, if I, if I, if I, inside this apple, there are some seeds, and those seeds go, can, if we do the right thing with those seeds, those seeds won't just produce another apple, those seeds will produce a tree. And that tree, when it grows, it will provide stability to land. That tree will provide shade for animals. That tree will provide a home for people, things to come and nest in. It's a place where you can put, put a tree house in. But that tree ultimately will produce another apple or maybe more apples or a whole bunch of apples. Every season, it will produce more apples. And within each one of those apples is more seed. So within this apple is not just a seed, within this apple is a tree. And within that tree is more apples. And within those apples is more seed. And within those seeds are more trees. See, within this apple is not just another apple, there's an orchard in this apple. There's a whole forest in this apple. There are seeds of incredible potential. But in order for me to unlock the potential that's in this apple, I have to give a piece of the apple away. In order for me to unlock the potential that's in this, I have to take the part of the apple, the seed, out of the apple, and I have to plant it in the ground, in the right soil, in the right time, in the right place, and at the right, in the right conditions, that seed will grow and it will germinate and it will cause itself to grow into the potential that's actually within this apple. See, many of us, we just eat the whole apple, consume the seeds, and just go on with our lives. Many of us eat the apple and throw away the rest, but the seeds of potential in here can go far beyond anything that you could imagine and it's because, uh, but, but here's what it takes to unlock the potential. It takes giving a part of it away. Giving a part of it away. And I really believe that with inside each one of us, there's big potential. There's stuff God has placed in you, like the apple, that carry massive seeds of big potential. But the only way we're gonna unlock those thing, the potential that's in them is when we learn, just like the apple seed, to give some away. And when you give some away, you actually unlock the potential that's in there to go far beyond what you could imagine or create or do. And the impact it has goes far beyond yourself into other people's lives. And you can literally transform this world by simply unlocking the potential by depositing a seed. Are you with me this morning, church? The Bible says this, Luke chapter 6, verse 38. It says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured out into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. See, when you sow out of what you have, it returns to you bigger than the original place. When you sow out of what you have, when you sow the seed of the apple, it doesn't return to you an apple. It returns to you a tree that produces more apples. When you sow into the kingdom of God, this is the whole principle that we need to get our heads around. When you sow into the kingdom of God, when you give something away, when you give, the Bible says it will be given back to you. It says the measure you use will determine the measure given back, but it's not a like for like. It's a measure coming back, pressed down, shaken together and running over into your lap. There is an overflow that comes by the measure that you give. See, it's above and beyond. It's above, it's, ab it's abundance. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 says this, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller 
and smaller. The world of the larger. I don't know about you guys, but I wanna live a life that is large. I don't wanna live a stingy, small life. I wanna live the kind of life that just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I wanna live the kind of life where my influence gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I wanna live the kind of life where the ability for me to have people around me gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Listen, the world of the generous, when you give out, it goes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But it begins by taking the seed and giving a seed away. And when you give a seed away and you trust it into the hands of God for the glory of God, He does something with it. There is potential there far beyond anything you could do on your own. Far beyond. And it has incredible reaching impact. So I wanna speak to just three areas of our life this morning that I believe uh, carry big potential. Areas in our life that maybe God's entrusted to us or things God's given us that carry massive potential. And I want you to hear me out on these because some of these aren't necessarily fully comfortable. So the first area I wanna speak to is the area of finance. The area of finance. Big potential locked up within the area of your finances. I don't know if you know this. Have you ever had buyer's regret, like buyer's remorse? You guys know what that is? Well, you, when you buy something and then you instantly regret buying that thing, Buyer's remorse. You guys know what I'm saying? Like wives, you know, when you bought that pair of shoes, your husband said, don't buy it. Buyer's remorse. When, when you bought that thing that you don't need, but you bought it anyway, and then you get it home and you've never used it, it's still in the box in your cupboard, buyer's remorse. I, I bought a car from Dargaville once, instant remorse. As soon as I drove out of Dargaville, I was like, this is a bad, this is a bad decision. God bless Dargaville, send a revival to Dargaville, good Lord. I have buyer's remorse every time I buy KFC. You know what I'm talking about. Like, before you eat KFC, KFC is a great idea. After you eat KFC, that was the worst idea you ever had. Buyer's remorse. I had a friend a number of years ago who wasn't walking with Jesus, so at night he would drink a lot. Not, not water, he'd drink a lot. He, and uh, one night he was, he was at home in his room having a few drinks and he was watching the shopping channel. You know the shopping channel like where you can buy stuff on the TV? And, uh, and back then it was like the early 2000s, so everything was exercise equipment. You know, the Abflex Pro, the Abrocker Pro, the Abrocker Pro 5, you know, there was like seven minute abs. You get like, everything was fitness related in the early 2000s on the shopping channel. There was, no, there was all you could buy. There was no essential oils. There was no anything like that. It was all fitness equipment. So he was, he was at home one night having a few drinks and uh, watching the, uh, the uh, shopping channel. And then uh, three days later, a, a Bowflex showed up at his house. A Bowflex, like a massive piece of fitness. He called me and said, Steve, I don't know what happened, man. I was, I was just having a night by myself. I had a few drinks. I was watching the shopping channel. A Bowflex just showed up at my house. Instant buyer's remorse. Buying the Bowflex. Can I tell you, I've had buyer's remorse, but I've never had tither's remorse. Come on, somebody. I've never regretted giving financially into the kingdom of God. I've never, never regretted taking a portion of what I have and giving it to the kingdom of God. I've never regretted, not once, not ever, have I regretted taking a portion of what I have, taking a seed out of the apple of my finances and going, you know what? I'm gonna sow this into the kingdom of God. All I've ever seen from giving into the kingdom of God is His abundance, His provision, and His faithfulness over my life, above and beyond anything I could imagine for myself. 
myself. You know what the amazing thing is? I still got to eat 90% of the apple. All I had to give away was the seed. Come on, somebody. If you don't, listen, I know I'm preaching finances, and that's like the worst thing to do when you want people to join your church. But look, and some of you came here today, and you're like, I'm going to come to church and try it. If he talks about money, I'm leaving. I know, I'm sorry. I just confirmed your worst fears about church. We don't, we don't often talk about this, but I feel like this, we've got to unlock something in the hearts of, uh, uh, of, of people and over the life of our church. If you, if you don't understand this, you're actually missing out on the potential, the abundance that God has for you. So if like, you're new to church, please let this all go over your head. Just forget about it. Forget everything. It's not about you. We don't want your money. Don't give in the offering at the end of the service. Don't worry about it. But here's the thing. If you do call this church home, if this is your home, if you're like, man, this is my home. I love this church. Then, then I will unashamedly encourage you unashamedly encourage you to give to those in need. I'll unashamedly encourage you to give weekly in a tithe and offering. I will unashamedly encourage you to give generously in a missions offering or a big offering we have. I'll unashamedly encourage you to love and support the people in your small group who are doing it tough, who are struggling, who need your help. Uh, why? Because biblically from Old Testament right the way through to New Testament, I read and I see that God calls us to be a generous people. And when we take the seed of what God has given us financially and we give it into His hands, we unlock His potential over it to see abundance flow, not just in our lives, but breakthrough in other people's lives. Well, this is good preaching this morning. <laughs> so, some of you, here's the thing, some of you are anointed for business. Some of you are graced and anointed by God to make money. Some of you sneeze and a hundred bucks shows up in your wallet. <laughs> Gee, another one. Some of you are. It's just like, it's, it's easy for you. It's, it doesn't make, it's like, you don't understand when people can't make money. It's because God's graced you for it. God's wired you for it. And anything you do, it just seems to flourish and seems to go forward. Why? Because God has graced you to do this. And God has graced you to do it. Why? Because He wants you to fund the kingdom. He wants you not just to eat the whole apple and throw away the seeds or eat the seeds yourself. He wants you to take whatever seed He's given you and sow it and invest it. And, and as, I, as I was preparing this message, I really felt... And stirred in my spirit to say this, that some of you here today, God has already been speaking to you about, this, about what you're carrying, about a financial seed, about sowing that into the things of God in this place to see the, the potential of what that could create go far beyond what you could do with your own hands to see more and more people come to know Jesus, to see more and more lives transformed, to see His glory established here in this place. Why? Because your seed is loaded with massive potential. It really is. In a few weeks' time, we've got our Vision Sunday on the 24th of March. We do this at the start of every year. In March every year, we just uh, like throw out some vision for what God has for us this year and what God's, we feel God's stirring us to do. Part of that is we receive a vision offering. It's one of our big offerings we have at the start of every year. And, and the reality is, church, as a church, our services are growing. Over this last few months, we've had some of the largest services we've ever seen as a church. Our facilities are amazing. We love our facilities. We're so thankful for them in everything that they are and everything that they've been. But the reality is they're struggling to keep up with what God is bringing us and what God is doing in this room. We need more and better bathrooms. We need a good parents' room because we just don't really have anything. We, we need a better foyer cafe area because right now it's, it's congestion city. It's like walking through the streets of Japan. It's like one million people every square mile. You know, like it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. What, and, and so the heart, what, what, we, what we want to encourage you to do over the next few weeks is just pray and just say, as a family, say, God, what would you have us give? To see the potential of what you want to do here go and grow, and what would you want to do with the seed that I have? Whatever it is God encourages you to, to give, I just want to tell you, give. He's really, really big. 
He's really, really big. He's exceedingly abundantly above. And with what you have, with the seed of your finances, there is actually big potential. There's potential as you sow that seed, not just to bring more abundance over your life, but to see abundance go way beyond you to impact more and more lives. The second area I wanna speak to is the area of gifting. Gifting, there is big potential within the gifting that God has placed on your life and in your life. See, we really believe as a church that the Bible teaches us that every single person has got a unique gift from God on their life. Like God has gifted you, God has graced you. There's not, no one here is, is a nobody in the kingdom of God. Nobody here. No one here is like, is just surplus to requirement. Every single person in this room has, is carrying a gift from God over their life. I don't know if you know it or believe it, but believe me, I don't believe you, I believe the Word of God. The Word of God teaches me that you've got a gift. And you've got a gift inside of you that God wants to use to impact this world. And the way He uses it to impact this world is when you take the seed of that gift and you use it to serve and bless somebody else. And when you do that, you unlock the potential that that gift carries to transform somebody's life, to bring life to somebody, to bring hope to somebody, to heal somebody, to do something in someone's world. You unlock the potential when you give the gift away. And listen, we're so passionate about this. Like we are, we're, we're stupidly passionate about this. We're gift acostal is what we are. We're crazy about gifts. Why? Because we believe in, in, our, in helping you discover what it is God's put you on this planet for. Because until you discover your purpose, you'll never be fulfilled. You'll always be wandering, going around everything, going, I feel a bit unfulfilled. I don't feel like I'm making a difference. Why? It's because God's gifted you to do something. And when you exercise that gift, you come alive. And so we want, that's why we encourage every person to do our growth track. Right now, there's people doing our growth track. Next week, you can get on our growth track. In our growth track, you'll discover the gifts that God's given you. You'll discover the purpose He's made you for. And we'll help you find a place to use those gifts so you can make an incredible difference with your life. We won't stop talking about it. In fact, I got an email the other day. And I want to share it with you. This is, this is the impact of our dream team. Our dream team are a whole bunch of people who serve in all these different ways in our church, and they're using their gift that God's given them to make a difference in this world. And, and this is the power of those gifts when you put them in the hands of God, the potential that's in them to change people's lives. This is an email I got from a, a church member, and it says this, the dream team's influence stretches wide. Thank you to all of them. Because of them, I feel reached, served, and influenced every week. I have a place to sit, a place to park, music to worship to, sound and lighting that adds to the experience, a place to leave our three children while we're in church, and because of all of that, I can go out and do what I need to do and have been called to do for those who don't necessarily come to church, whether they're colleagues, international students, the talks I'm invited to present to in secular organizations, or simply just catching up with someone who needs some hope. All of the dream team help to ensure my cup is overflowing with grace and hope to spread beyond New Zealand. I deeply appreciate that and pray for them all, thanking God, even if I will never know many of their names. They are hugely important to the kingdom and the salvation of people they may never know of. They all play a role in building the kingdom and those little things some of them do that mo most of us maybe will never see are hugely important. I see the impact of their co contribution in all that I do. Let's just give it up for the dream team this morning. Come on, put your hands together for our dream team. When you use the gift of God on your life to serve somebody else, you unlock the potential that's in the gift. If you hold on to the gift for yourself, 
you'll never unlock its full potential to make a difference in this world. But when you use it in, for the glory of God to serve someone else, you'll see God do something amazing. I wanna encourage every person, find your gift and use it. Be faithful with it, sow some seed with it. And the last one I wanna speak to, maybe if the team can join me, is the big potential that's in your words. The big potential that's in your words. Did you know, this, this is, scientists tell me this, so don't blame me. Did you know that women use more words than men? Someone, someone said to me the other day, the reason women use so many is because they have to repeat what they say all the time to the men that don't listen to them. I'm not sure I agree. I've, I've seen no scientific evidence to back that up, so. Women use about 20,000 words a day. Men, 7,000 words a day. Not seven words, 7,000. So women exceed men by 13,000 words a day. It's a lot. So when it gets to Monday, I'll tell you this, when it gets to Monday, I hardly talk. Like I barely speak at all on a Monday because I talk so much on a Sunday. <clears throat> I feel like I've used all my words for a couple of days up. So when it gets to Monday, if you want to talk to me, I'm so, I'm so, I've, got, I've got nothing to say. I'm just empty. All my words are gone. Like you guys have got them all. Be blessed. And so my wife will ask me, hey, like, what do you want to do today? I'm like, uh. Just, that's why your husband's grunt because they've used all their words. <laughs> what do you want for dinner? Uh. I've got nothing left. Can, can I tell you, it doesn't matter how many words you use, within each word, there is big potential to bring life. The Bible says this in Proverbs that the power of life and death is within the tongue. You can, with your words, either build or, des or destroy. You can either bring life or you can bring death with the words that you speak. What, what are you bringing right now with the words coming out of your mouth? See, the, my Bible teaches me in, in the book of Genesis that God created this world through His words. He spoke and the world was. See, we are created, you and I, in divine image. We have the fingerprint of God upon us. We're created in His likeness. And so that tells me that you and I also have the power to create with our words. That when we speak, we have the ability to create life, to create future, to create hope, and we can bring. There is so much potential in the words that come out of your mouth. And, and I wanna tell you, we, got the, we have the potential to, to lift someone up, to call out the things of God in somebody. We have the potential to, to build someone, or we have the potential to destroy someone. You can ruin someone, or you can bring them back to life simply by your words. And I remember, I, I can think back over my life and I can think back to the words that people spoke over me and to me, which really sparked something inside of me to go after the things of God in greater ways. I remember, and I honoured them in the first service, they're not here today, but Bill and Deanne Cathargan. If you've been around for a while, you'll know who they are. Bill's on our staff. Deanne used to be the worship pastor here many years ago. And when I was newly, a new, new Christian, I was newly saved. I was in this church and she was, they, they were like helped a bunch of us youth guys. They like just spoke into our lives. And one night, Deanne was preaching and she just said, Steve, she said, there's, there's a couple of people in this room. I feel God has called greatness over their lives. And Steve, you're one of them. God's got greatness for you. God's got a massive plan for your life. He wants to use you to really make a difference in this world. And those words, they sparked something inside of me. 
they started to build something in me. There was something that resonated with what I was feeling on the inside that God did want to use me. God did have a purpose for me. And that that helped to shape me to walk forward into the things that God had for me. That made me go, yes, if He does want to use me for greatness, then I'm going to go after Him right now. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to delay. I'm going to get a hold of it all. I remember the night I got saved, there was a guy preaching here in this church named Johnny Lee Cleary. He was an ex-Klu Klux Klan Grand Wizard. He met Jesus. Now he's in heaven with Him. Praise God. But he was there and I got saved and he came up to me and said, Steve, God wants you to be an encourager for Him. Will you encourage people for the Kingdom of God? And I'll tell you what, I've been encouraging people every day since. Why? Because those words resonated in my heart and they sparked life in me. I thought, man, I'm gonna use these words for life. I'm gonna use these words to bring, the, bring glory to people and glory to God. Can I, can I challenge you, friends? The words that you speak are way more powerful than you think. There is big, big potential in them. And here's, what, here's all I want you to do. Let's, let, I, I, let's just be, let's make a commitment as a church to do this one thing, real easy. If you think about somebody throughout your day, whenever you're going somewhere, if you think about someone and that thought is encouraging, positive or uplifting, so here's what I wanna tell you to do. Don't just think it, say it. So often we do, we're like, oh man, isn't, isn't Jill amazing? She's so nice. And then we just hold it in our heads, like we've said it to ourselves and that's enough. Oh man, isn't Dan so handsome? He's so amazing. And so often we think these words, but we don't say them. But those words can actually bring life. Those words can actually build someone up. Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak the truth of God's love and God's grace over you. I just see God's anointing on your life. I see, you know, that God wants to use you powerfully and I think you're amazing, you're such a good friend and you're so encouraging and I love having you around. When you think that, get your phone out and send them a message. If you think it, say it. If it's encouraging, it's gonna build them up, it's gonna bring life to them, say it. Write a letter, write an email, pick up the phone, give them a phone call and say, hey, I was just thinking about you and I just wanna let you know I so love you and appreciate you. Bring those words of life. You have no idea what those seeds of life will do because sometimes that word is a word from God in season for a person that is down and depressed and going through hell. And you can come in and say, I just believe that God wants to bless you. I wanna say that I wanna bless you, I love you. And that can just spark life in somebody in that moment. Big potential in the words that you speak. What words are you speaking today? He's really, really big and what you have in your life, I believe has really big potential. But it begins firstly by taking a portion. Just take, you don't have to use all your words, ladies, just like a little bit of them. You got, you got heaps to spare. So um, just maybe choose a couple of thousand. Guys, a few hundred. And just sow them and see the potential of those words go far beyond what you thought they could. I don't know what God's placed in your hand or placed in your life. I don't know what He's given you. We've spoken about finances, we've spoken about your gifts, we've spoken about your words. There's so much more. But the potential that they have to go far beyond just being you and being yours only gets unlocked when you sow the seed. You take a part of it and you give it away and you use it to bless somebody else. And I wanna encourage you, friends, let's unlock the big potential that God has placed inside of us. Don't limit it. Don't hold on to it. Don't eat this, the apple and the seeds all for yourself. Enjoy the apple, but give some away. Can I pray for you, church? Let's just bow our heads and close our eyes for a moment.
Lord, I thank You for every person in this room. I thank You for Your call on their life. Thank You that You love them. And Lord, I thank You that within each of us, You've placed things, You've placed gifts, You've placed resources, You've placed abilities, You've placed all manner of different things that we can use for the glory of God. Lord, if we would just take a part of it and rather than hold it on to ourselves, actually give a bit away, sow it to somebody, sow it in something. Lord, we can unlock the potential that's in it. And God, I pray as a people, as a church, may we be the kind of people that don't just hold everything to ourselves, but Lord, sow the seeds you've given us to see your incredible potential unlocked. Lord, not just to bring more blessing over our lives, but to see the blessing and the impact go far beyond anything we could hope, dream, or imagine. You are so much bigger. You're so much greater. Lord, we trust you in all of this. In Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and head bowed, I'd love to pray one last prayer with you this morning. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, or maybe your life is far from God today, I don't know what brought you in this room. I don't know what brought you to church today. Maybe you came here today going, man, my life is a mess and I just need to, I need to get right with God. I need to, I need to go into a place where I, I can meet Him. Can I tell you, friends, God loves you no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how far or broken or messed up you think you are. God loves you. God made you. He's got a great plan for your life. He wants to bless you. We all mess up, we all sin, we all fall short of God's standard. And God in His amazing grace, He sent His own Son Jesus to a cross. And when He went to that cross, he, and He died on that cross, He took upon Himself what you and I would do for our sin. He paid our debt for us. And He extends to every one of us today, not judgment, not condemnation, not ridicule. He extends to every one of us His free gift of grace forgiveness for all of your wrongs, a brand new life that starts right here, right now. The Bible calls that being born again by the Spirit of God. You get to be made brand new from the inside out. It's the most wonderful and powerful thing you'll ever experience, being made brand new by God. You get a great hope for your future. God's got plans for you. God's got a plan for your life. He wants to use you to make a difference in this world. And then you get this great promise of eternity in heaven with God. And I would love to extend an invitation. If you're here today and you don't know Him, and you want to, or maybe today you knew him once, but you're far from God, and you, you came to church today, you know you need to get right with God. You're, you're sitting in church, but your life's a mess. You need to get right with God. I'm gonna invite you right now just to pray a very simple prayer with me. I'm gonna pray it out loud. You can pray it with me in your heart. You, you just follow along with me, but you make this your prayer. Just say these words. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know that I've messed up and I've sinned but I do believe, Jesus, that you died for me. Right now, I turn from my old way and I turn to the life you've got for me. I ask you now to come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I choose from this day and this moment to live for you. Would you make me brand new today? In Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and head bowed. If you prayed that prayer this morning, we're so proud of you. I think that's the most amazing thing you could ever do in your whole life. God loves you. and we'd, I'd love for you to take one little step of faith today. 
I don't want to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to stand you up. But I do want you to take one little step of faith. I'm going to count to three. And on the count of three, if you prayed that prayer, either for the very first time or coming back to God, I want you to be really brave right where you are. And I want you to put your hand up nice and high when I get to three. I'll see your hand. I'll acknowledge your hand and you can pop it straight back down. I'm not going to call you out or anything like that. But I want you to be really brave and take that one little step of faith. This is your day. God loves you. He's got a great plan for you. Ready? One, two, three. Hands up nice and high. Thanks, Steve. That's me. Yeah, I see you right down the back over there. That's amazing. Yep, right here, my man. I see you too, brother. Yep, down the back there too. Fantastic. Anyone else saying, Steve, count me in. Count me in. Yep, I got you there. That's awesome. Anyone else saying, Steve, count me in. I prayed that prayer. I meant it. Right down the back. I see you, buddy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. God, we thank you so much for what you're doing in this place. We thank you for people coming back to know you, Lord. We bless them now in Jesus' name. Lord, as a church, we celebrate and we honour you for the work that you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on, put your hands together, those people that said yesterday. Fantastic. Can we just say thanks to Steve for a great word this morning? Also, just want to let you know that he talks way more than me way more than me. Hey, we just want to take a few moments now to do something that we believe is probably one of the most important parts of our service. And on your seats or perhaps under them now is one of these Connect cards. And if you don't need it today, you can just leave it on your seat for the person coming after you. But we would encourage each and every one of you who raised your hand and just a moment ago when Steve gave that invitation, maybe you felt a bit shy though, but you kind of wish you, could, you, you would have. That's okay, you can join us in doing this as well. All we want you to do is so that we can help you, we can get alongside you and just give you some help along this journey. It's real hard to do it on your own. Uh, we'd love for you to just put your name in a way for us to contact you. And then in the second box down, it says, I'm committing or recommitting my life to Christ. That is the box we would love for you to tick and we would just love to get in contact with you. Don't worry, we're not gonna show up at your house. We just wanna help you. And so we would love, in just a few moments time, some buckets are gonna go around. You can pop one of these cards in that bucket and we will be able to help you along your journey. A number of other things as well that you can tick it too, apart from that, if you're a first time visitor or you wanna get baptized or you wanna become part of the dream team, you wanna join a small group, all sorts of things. You wanna do growth track, tick the box, pop it in the bucket as it goes around and we will be able to get in touch with you this week and help you out with all of that. A couple of things before we receive our giving that I just need to let you know about. And the first is that coming up on the 14th of March in the evening at 7 p.m., we have got a Mental Health Matters evening and it is all about raising resilient kids. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like when I look at the environment and when I look at the world that our kids are growing up in these days, it's so different to the world that we grew up in. And there are so many different things that they have to combat and battle. And a course, a workshop style course on raising kids who are socially and emotionally healthy sounds like the right thing to do, right? So, I mean, I feel like I'm gonna go along to it. So make sure if you've got kids, you put that in your calendar because it's gonna be a really great evening, fantastic time together doing that course. The other thing I wanna let you know about is that tonight we have got our 5 p.m. service 
And we have invited Ben Cooley all the way from Manchester in the UK. He is an incredible, incredible man. At the age of 26, he founded an organisation called Hope for Justice, which um, goes to tackle uh, modern slavery and uh, sex trafficking. He is absolutely incredible. At 26 years old, he founded that, starting in with, with um, sex trafficking in Manchester and now global. This is a global organisation. Um, this man is phenomenal, and I want to encourage you coming out tonight because not only is he here but the rest of our campuses are here as well and there's something so special about when we come together as one church under one roof praising the name of Jesus amen we're also going to be ble- uh, um, praying for our launch team for our new Papakura campus so that's pretty exciting so I encourage you to come on out tonight at 5 p.m well just as our team get ready and prepared uh, to give this morning uh, let me pray father God I thank you for Steve's word I thank you that inside every one of us is a potential and it can be so much bigger if we learn to do what you encourage us to do and that is to give it away and allow you to grow it. And so Father God, we just now come in the area of finance and we give it to you, Lord. And we know and believe that as we partner with you, as we put it in your hand, God, you can do so much more than we could do with it on our own. And so Father, we put it in your hands today. Lord, we we want it to be for your glory. Lord, to make your name famous. Lord, would you bless it and would you bless every family, every home um, who's given into today's giving in Jesus' name. Amen.